it's not even like a super skill based challenge because like we all know like if you take a scab boss at range you're going to easily kill him but for me it was like i feel like i'm a pretty strong mental player when it did comes you just to, like, say when you take them at range you're gonna easily kill them <laughs> yeah every time oh yeah sorry that's that, no nah, that makes sense oh, hit your shots <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to the podcast, a show dedicated to talking about all the poggers things in life, like music, content creation, and video games, with a heavy focus on the first-person shooter Escape from Tarkov. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jesse Kazam, an Escape from Tarkov YouTuber, streamer, content creator. And I'm Veritas, here with uh, just the most handsome, soft-skinned, nubile, <laughs> young god of a Tarkov player. Yes. The man, the myth, <laughs> the legend coming. himself. Keep it coming. Keep <laughs> uh, yeah, Landmark couldn't make it, so we have Willers. I did snowball first. Veritas, I didn't know. Wait, wait, did you? Yeah, he did. Okay, well, you got to You got to give me some kind of credit. I was about to say you got to. You got to tell me all about that because I had no idea. He might have all the views, but I got the snowball done. You got it. World first. How, dude, that's badass. How many raids did it take you when you got it? Because I was in your chat the time that you were on like a. 48 raid win streak and died and i like mm -hmm. i felt horrible i couldn't imagine how much that hurt so but i wasn't there when you got it how many raids did it take it was 15 and what was weird about that night i got like four hours of sleep before that stream and i'm like chat i'm just gonna do it like we make any progress cool and i was like i'm not gonna do it today no way i finished it today and then i, I kill a scab boss i'm like okay all right <laughs> kill another one I'm like, all right, kill another one. I'm like, oh God, I gotta like actually focus here. Like, I'm running off four hours of sleep. I'm not gonna do this, but I'll give her a shot. Oh. And then I just did it. And I couldn't, I can't actually describe how it felt just to finish it because I did like it took 300 raids to do on that account, but Jeez. I literally could not describe how it felt to finish that. Like, like can you ex can you explain? My hands it was insane. Oh my! Can God. you explain what? Because I never, I don't think I got the full gist of it of what the snowball challenge. I just hear challenge, and I'm like, it's already hard enough. Like, I don't need any more fucking rules. Um, so the way I did it was started with a Makarov, one mag. I could fill the mag, fill the mag, whole entire mag. Uh, no container. Literally, just start with a Makarov naked and go from there. Um, I couldn't use any traders. Uh, just know the UI and start on scab bosses survive everyone kill every scab boss in the game and like interesting like i said so it took you 15 raids when you did it but there were separate mm -hmm. runs where willers was on a fleck of it was like 44 or 45 raid win streak it's 48 i did 48 40, raids in a row four four to five i was looking for four i was in the last boss i did like 15 shorelines in a row yeah who was the last one? Oh, Santa. Santa. The worst one and then and then it was like some random dude in the forest in the five seven the middle of the dark yep. was hitting the most accurate dirty dirty shots like yep like consistently like it was super sus it like, was weird I'm like, I'm like either this guy is t7s on or i don't know what the hell is going on and he pushed me into another group of two dudes and then i killed those two dudes and then this guy was shooting me in the ass and then i got dropped I got dropped and it was so painful. It's I've never felt the pain of a death like that. Like I don't usually when I die in Tarkov, I'm like, yeah. oh whatever, next right, we'll get him next time. But that one was the hardest death I've ever had in the game. Cause there's so many layers to that. Did you, you got him banned, right? <laughs> it's not Do what? You yeah, got him banned? Did you send I, his I username? Nikita. I'm like, this guy's stream sniper hacker banned, yep. dude. Send him the IP and everything. That's what that's what streamers do. It <laughs> there were so many levels because it wasn't just 
that you were doing the challenge. But like I am I imagine that you got pretty far more than a couple times, but getting pretty mm -hmm. far and being on like a 48 rage streak, like every time you didn't find Sanitar, I'm sure that was just like adding to the pressure. And then the fact that it was like that, it was super weird. It was it was pitch black. It wasn't like a an HK or any sort of gun that would make you think the guy had night vision or had T7s or anything. It was just like this 5.7 kept popping off. And it seemed yeah. like everyone was a hit. And it was just like devastating. Oh, it killed me. I, I had to walk away. <laughs> you, I, I think you hosted me. I think you were like, uh, it was on a win streak. I fucking lost. I, I'm, I'm out. And I like, I didn't, I, <sighs> no, I didn't know the right extent away. of it. No, 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 no. I, I, after I died, chat was gifting an insane amount of subs. And then I was like, all right, chat, let's do it again. Oh Calculate. my God. And, and I hopped back into it and I got Sturman on the first raid and it continued on. Dude. And then I got off after Sherman, I think. That's what, oh, see, that's, I've had, I've had so many people come in and be like, dude, are you going to do this snowball challenge? And I'm like, no way. Because after I tried it like twice, I would just be like, screw this. Like, I can't, the fact that you were able to just like take a few minutes and then sit down and start over was unreal. There's just no way. Well, like the whole thing for the snowball challenge, I would say like, I mean, it's not even like a super skill-based challenge. Cause like, we all know, like if you take a scab boss at range, you're going to easily kill him. But for me, it was like, I feel like I'm a pretty strong mental player. When it Did comes you just to, like, say when you take them at range, you're going to easily kill them? <laughs> yeah. Every time. Oh yeah. Sorry. That's that, no, nah, that makes sense. Oh, hit your shots. <laughs> um, they but, can uh, see you much but, easier than you but, can see but, them, but Will. Was, but it was like, like the snowball was like a full mental challenge yeah. to see how far you can go. And then for me, I was like, I got to beat this. I can't play regular Tarkov till I beat this. So I just went for it and yeah, I did it. But it was a bitch. I I wanted to give up a few times. I'm like, hell no, I'm never doing Dude. this. I can't ever get it done. But I'm like, let's just do it. Let's just do it. And then got it done. So wait a minute. I'm, I'm so confused because this is one of those challenges that I... I wouldn't want to do just because I don't think I'd have fun doing it, but mm -hmm. it doesn't seem like at its face. I, there's a lot of challenges, and that one for some reason doesn't f seem like anybody would struggle with it. Like, it, it, it blew my I, mind I, that people are like still trying to do it. You know, yeah. at face value, I'm like, oh, Lupa's, he started this snowball challenge. I'm like, kill a scav boss one life. I'm like, all right, easy. Like, I yeah. can do that in like one go. You kill one scav boss and now you have enough gear to kill everybody else, right? Yeah. So what's the what's the challenge? Yeah, but, but it, it's then you're not finding the scav bosses. Yep. Then you're finding the players with more gear. And then you got to deal with the guys wanting to ruin it and come stream snipe you. And the True. whole, just the whole. To everything. be honest with you, I was, I was wondering, I mean, there's no way to know and there's no way to like really feel that out. But because the challenge in and of itself, like, blew up the challenge. I mean, you mm -hmm. had Lupo doing it to 10,000 people. You had Landmark doing it to a few thousand people. You had you doing it to a few thousand people. And because it became a thing, I was wondering, you'd never be able to know, but how many people were just signing on and being like, okay, I'm just going to go farm scav bosses as a normal person and hopefully yeah. run into the, not even stream sniping, but just, I wonder how much more attention was brought to just farming bosses, like in the hope that they'll run across one of you guys. Like, well, like it became it, such it almost, a thing. Yeah. It almost felt like during that time when all of us were running for the scab bosses that like they tweaked the scab boss spawns a little bit, like took them, like took them down. <laughs> Cause like there was like that 148 run, like yeah. I had never struggled to find the bosses. Like, did that. you, did you struggle to find the reserve bosses? Cause during when we had that tournament, oh. I got, I got, I killed by the Raiders. 
uh, and uh, or like sorry, the reserve boss, uh, Gluhar's boys or whatever, Gluhar and all of his boys. Every raid, like there, I didn't not find him once. Yeah. No. Well, during during, uh, yeah, I, actually during that, I, I never went after any of the scab bosses if I remember right during to travels. What it was, uh, we sent Warren got one for for Gluhar. Yeah, I mean, you had to kill thirty scavs, and you like us couldn't count to thirty, I guess, <laughs> yeah, or whatever. <laughs> that... Yeah, well, yeah mine that... mine said thirty three. I thought I thought I had it too. So. Um, but that it really was the snowball challenge really was an interesting thing because it seemed like, you know, you had so many people were like, that's easy, you could do that in like ten raids if you get all good RNG, but it it really shows you how much it's because RNG like compounds the further out you go. This has a X percent spawn chance. Well, to get two of them, you need this percent and then to get all six and to survive. Exactly. And so the fact that the fact it really showed me and I feel like a lot of people how difficult it was the fact that like a week had gone by and nobody had gotten like the God Oh, yeah, I got all six in a row. You know what I mean? Like, nobody mm -hmm. had gotten that because statistically that's possible. And you'd think mm -hmm. with how many people were doing it and how much time had passed that maybe somebody would have just gotten lucky. But the fact that nobody had and the people that did do it had to grind for it as hard as they did, it was like it really showed you how much more difficult it ended up being than it would have yeah. seemed at the beginning. I'm assuming the first step was probably the hardest. Get, get getting going is always the hardest yeah. like i yeah. um for, for long for like when i first started i was starting with i'd go for you know sherman he's easy you, you can kill sherman with, with with two makarov shots to the head and you kill him you take his svd kill his buddies and then i would go after uh rashala or killa and then by the time i did those ones i always like i get i got three out of five so many times mm -hmm. and then i'd go after yeah gluhar and uh sanitar which honestly was <laughs> the worst thing to do first but uh or last sorry i i then i started going for sanitar and gluhar first yeah uh, get the hard ones but, out of the way yeah yeah because the other ones i knew i could i could dust in two seconds yeah but i saw that towards the end of some of those longer runs especially when you were trying to farm sanitar you like you were trying to like strategize as much as you like you were like weren't even going to the resort like you would just like peer no, cottages out one. peer cottages out and you were like screw the resort there's just too much well, just knowing how how resort plays out, it's either yeah. you're gonna find a guy in a room who's waiting for you, or you're gonna get shot behind a wall. Yeah. So, it wasn't it wasn't worth the chance. Yeah. That's wild. That's insane. I'm interested. So, when when Landmark completed it, it was almost it was like super exciting. He was felt a super rush, and it was almost instantaneous. It was like ten minutes later, he was like. Chat, we need another challenge. Did you feel the same where like it was really good to be done with it, but then you were like, like that's why now people what? reset their accounts, right? It's because they want something to do again. Did you kind of feel that where they're like, oh, we did it, but now what am I going to do? Well, like, 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 well, like, so I usually like stream eight to 10 hours a day. And during when I, when I finished it that time, it took four hours. Mm. And I was like, I got done at four hours. I'm like, well, what do I do now? <laughs> like, like I I, I've dedicated all these days to, to doing this challenge. Yeah. So what do I, what do I do? And yeah. And then I was like, okay, another challenge. And then I was like, nah, but I actually started a, another Taz one to 40. I did a Taz one to 40 a couple of years ago with when just the buckshot came out. So I started one of those on like on the side. Uh, so just on the side, <laughs> but, like, I feel, I feel like the, the, the Taz challenge, uh, 
is I feel like face shields are like your only enemy, right? Or because um, you can face tap anybody, yeah. and the toss is not that unpowerful if you can so, hit so, someone to the face. So, yeah. Here's the here's the biggest thing I struggle with the toss is because I'm using the devastator slug, so high damage, low pin. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'll go for someone's like I'll shoot them in the leg. Okay, I know they're about half health. Like I hit them again, and they're gonna die. But I have to shoot. And then I have to bolt the gun. And by the time I bolt the gun, they've like hopped away, usually behind a wall. Cause I'm like trying to push them and like yeah. them and shoot them in the leg. And then they'll get behind a wall. And like my only hit points this late in the patch are people's legs. And when they're, when they're all armored head to toe, mm -hmm. it's a lot harder, except when they're open face and they're meta level four armor, no meta guns and no helmet. I just shoot them in the face. But like, it's actually kind of difficult this late in the patch, but it's still fun. But so they're wearing like U latch. You will go for, you still go for their legs just cause like you don't want to hit them. In the... I'll go for a face if they got open face. Yeah. That's didn't you also do the VPO two fifteen one to forty? Yeah, I, oh I did, my uh, god! But that's like, that's actually like that's a sleeper gun. I did it. I did VPO two fifteen with eco rounds. I did I did AK two hundred nine with eco rounds. I did Makarov. I did pistols twice. I did bolt action guns. I did pump action guns. Bro, you're uh, they're the wild. Tars. The fact you used EKO uh, to forty is that's yeah. a freaking nerf gun. That's I unreal. Did Ketter, I, I did Ketter 1 to 40. Uh, I did I did 1911 PPSH 1 to 40. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Every, my, my, th my thing is if a new gun comes out and it's called shit, I will do go from level 1 Just to Just to make 40. a point. Oh, my God. Well, like, like, I used to do that a lot when I was like a lot smaller of a streamer. But like so I brought the Taz back because I'm like back then when I did Taz 1 to 40, I had less than 100 viewers. Yeah. So now we've gotten up there quite a bit. I'm like, I'll bring the Taz 1 to 40 back, but we got better rounds this time. So... Um, that's wild yeah i like that sounds like my nightmare i, I the only time yeah. i ever use those guns are when i have when i scav and i die immediately but on principle i love that you do that so much because so much yeah. of the content i make or even just talking to people is you know you know you you guys get it even more than i do you know what i mean what's the best gun what's the best armor what's the best this to do for a new player and it's like honestly the best way to win Tarkov is just have map knowledge and know how to position yourself better than your enemy. And at that exactly. point you can use whatever you want. And you, you just prove that over and over again by using these guns and being able to get one to 40. Like, yes, of course it's harder, but at the end of the day, the most important thing is like knowing the maps, knowing how to position, knowing how to move. And then everything else is just like aiding in you being able to do that. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yo. Okay. Just looking at it again before we get off this, cause this is relevant. <laughs> The eco rounds, they have 73 damage, but they have a 20% frag chance. So one, mm. one fifth of their fucking shots are going to do. Um, they pop level three face shields. I was popping level three. I 110 level. damage. Jeez. I remember running through level, level, level three face shields what's, like crazy during, during those. What's the pen? 30. Wow. So I mean, yeah, and and even if, even if you, that's one of those things that would kill in a couple of shots, even against uh, like a killer helmet, yeah. where a lot of people would be like, oh, well, gotta aim leg meta. It's like it's gonna be eleven shots to his legs or three to his helmet because you're gonna, you know, yep. not pen but zero the helmet in yeah. two shots, and then seventy three damage is you know, one or two shots, and he's, he's I don't think he's got that much HP in his head. He's not like a glue car who's got fucking seventy five yeah. head. Or whatever but uh that's wild Whew. that's insane um bringing it back a little bit i'd love to hear how 
you like what was your journey of like getting into streaming and like how did you get into tarkov did you start streaming with tarkov or were you streaming other games before that well um yeah i started with tarkov like about th three years ago but originally uh clean's the one that got me into streaming because i worked with battle state on uh like game capture work so a lot of the photos like if you go to my chat and type exclamation mark wallpapers like i did a lot of promotional work with battle state when i was 18. Oh, Battle um, Buddy, almost all of the pictures in there, all of the really? featured pictures for all of the tiles, those are, like, I think almost all of them, with the exception of a handful, are from, from Will. So thank you again yeah. for that. Yeah, so, like, where, where Battlestate first picked me up was, I made, like, so Clean had his NDA lifted back in the day, and he, and he knew that I wanted to get into editing, so he went in and got me shots, and I made a, a video called Welcome to Tarkov, and if you know the Welcome to Tarkov truck, that was a nod to my first video. And then Battlestate, you're blowing my mind that, right now. Kind of gave me an offer to do some work for him, so I did that, and then the streaming just kind of came along with it. Wow. Okay. I had no idea. I had no idea that mm -hmm. you were like, especially engaged not just with the game, but with actually BSG that far. Yeah, I don't do it anymore. But yeah. I just, now I'm just full time streamer, man. That's it now. That's dope. That's awesome. Um. So like. I'd love to hear. So you guys like you have a very specific play style in Tarkov. Like how have you always played Tarkov that way? Is it like did that some, was that something that evolved? When when I watch okay. when I watch you, I You're feel like You're the reason why oh, no. this game's bad. No, not at all. That's not what I'm saying. You you when I watch you, it's like I'm I'm like, how could I how can I become that? How can I do that? And it's just it's just a really interesting a different style. I was wondering if that evolved over time, how like Well, it definitely evolved over time because when I first started playing Tarkov, there was probably less than a hundred people playing. So there was we didn't know how to play Tarkov. Of course. All we had was factory and customs, and customs ran at 20 frames per second. We wouldn't get we wouldn't get full factory keys. So um wow. it kind of evolved over time, but like Here's here's my biggest issue, all right? I'm thrown into the pool of the the, the sweaty Chad tryhards, but like I I just relax. Like I'm super I, yeah. I can be casual with it. You're I'm just like, a fucking amazing at the game. Exactly. You're yeah. not sweaty. Okay, okay, okay. okay You're okay. just better. Okay, okay. Not sweaty. I will play all the styles in the game. I will yeah. play sniper, I will play slow, I will play rat i will play chat yeah i do it all like that's he'll team thing. kill he'll i'll shoot my friends in the face like easy as that but like i mean i i just try to get like a mastery of all the play styles yeah so that way i i i'm just ready for anything i'm like all right i need to slow down let's slow down i have the patience let's roll um yeah. i need to go i need to blitz through this guy let's just run it let's see what happens yeah um he's a swiss but... army knife but yeah, exactly. Well, and that's the thing though, is that it's true. And when I when I kind of said that question, I didn't necessarily I, I understand why it took that way because I, I know that you do get lumped into that pool, but like I, probably of the top ten like coolest all time sniping clips, like six of them were probably yours. Like I've seen some absolutely insane. So I so you do really play the field, like you know what I mean? But it's mm -hmm. and I don't maybe it's just an evolution, maybe it's just the like upper echelon of like the way that you can play Tarkov, but it's it, maybe it just comes down to situational awareness. And I, and I think it, the ability to, you can just on a dime go from like sniping. And if you hear somebody and you know, like you hear somebody and you know where they are and you can take the advantage, you'll flip that instead of being, instead of playing slow, you'll whip out a pistol or something and push and be really aggressive. And you can, you can like move within those play styles really well. 
And I think he's got like the 16-year-old adrenaline pumping through his veins. Yeah. <laughs> I can flick to anybody at any time instantly, just cracked out of his fucking mind. You guys are gassing me up. Leave stop it. <laughs> no, I it's it's because it's because you, listen, things are when you in a few years, your body's gonna start to change. <laughs> your your voice is gonna get a little lower, you're gonna yeah. get a little more facial hair. And, you know, things might not be quite as easy. You might, let's say, pick up your mouse and have a pain in your elbow. Or you might accidentally shit your pants at random intervals. And sometimes it, things are much more difficult when you're fucking old geezers. But he, 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 it's not all, I mean, his situational awareness, yeah, I mean, we, yeah. we, we all know it's there. But his actual, like, what, what I'm constantly impressed by is just the straight up, like, reflexes. Um... And the like, yeah. the, your physical ability to like muscle memory of just being able to to flick. It's like you know you you see that from people like Shroud and like Ghost Freak and and it's not. This is one of those games that you very rarely see that kind of thing because yeah. of the way that the movement is and it's it's not like a flick shooter, you know, like yeah. CS:GO or whatever. But um, but you you know you pull it off and you also like train your skills. So when one of the big things I'm sure that you get shit for. I, I don't do that. So he doesn't train skills, my, but my character's all natural. I don't even have a hideout, bro. But you do have you do have um do you have max level strength? Nope. Okay. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> See, so here's the thing, because people look at me when I jump and they're like, you got max level strength, you got max level recoil control, and my, and I'm like level 20 of all those things. So, like, literally the same thing. I just assume when I watch you, based on the way that you were able yeah. to, like, fucking bunny hop everywhere. I mean, I guess it's just because, like, you... This boy thinks with portals, right? Like, he yeah. he looks at those things and is like, let me try to jump up there. I've never even tried to jump up to half those things, so, I mean, maybe I could. I don't know. But maybe, yeah, you just think differently, I guess. But that's, again, a little bit of a testament to different different play style different perspective you're probably just like what the fuck can i do differently where can i yeah. go oh there's scaffolding up there let me be a fucking gargoyle <laughs> yeah you should have seen me today i'm like i'm like i want to get on top of that wall and i was and i figured out a way to get on top of a wall like a crazy wall inside of inside of interchange and i think that it it comes down to just i'm sure part of it is if you you've steroids you've been yeah you've been writing out no you've been playing the game for so long that like like we were saying, you've been engaging with the game, I mean, since, you know, NDAs were being lifted. That I'm sure it just comes down to, yeah, there you you're constantly saying, Well, what can I do differently? What can I change? What can I get to? What can I move to? Well, one game that so I come from Battlefield, right? In the in in like that was the game That was gonna be my I, next like, question. Uh, Where what's your history pre pre talk of? Uh, hard I used to play a lot of DayZ, but my, like my my competitive game yeah, was yeah. Uh, infantry-based battlefield so it was hardcore domination tdm but um and the control scheme to that game to this game are very similar so um mastering movement and battlefield was always important to me and i would join you know the same server over and over again these guys would always be in the top and i'm like how are they at the top I'm like these guys are practicing they're getting better mm -hmm. at what they're doing they're getting better at their movement their aim so i was like well I want to be the best version of myself, so I'm gonna do the same thing. I used to like um, back in the day, when, like even when I first started streaming, I was like, I want to be really good at this game. So I would spend three, four hours a day in offline mode practicing movement and practicing aim, 
like yeah. after my stream i do maybe a six hour stream back then because I was, I was working and stuff and then i'd be like all right i'm gonna practice movement i'm gonna practice aim uh, off stream and someone's over the whistle but it was just practice practice yeah. practice like um and certain nade throws i'd practice and yeah i don't really do that stuff anymore but mm-hmm. yeah i used to just I did that with Battlefield. I just when I want to get good at something and be the best version of myself, I'm gonna try to do the yeah. do it. So I know you used to start streams with offline mm-hmm. raids, right? Like you mm-hmm. would like warm up mm-hmm. that way. You just put up the scavs on as many as you can go, and you're just like practicing flicks and trying to just like get yeah, get warmed up. I I got I got to, like so the issue with that was like I I did that like right around when I had like like two to four hundred like average concurrent. Mm-hmm. And you'd get the guys that would come in and then make some comments about how, oh, you see how toggled? And then they'd go to other, like, I remember they went to Veritas' stream once and it just started, like, cause I'm, I'm just getting warmed up and doing yeah. certain things that looks kind of fucking sus. And, um, and they just, they kind of ruined for me for doing that being in the stream. Oh. Like they just went to other streamers, started causing drama. And then I'd get DMs from those streamers saying, blah, 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 saying blah, blah, blah. And I'm just not worth it. So. Mm. Fucking dude. Nowadays, Perfect. I nowadays, honestly, I could give a fuck. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like, honestly, I might start doing it again because I'm like, why did I care back then? But like, but I was, no. I was, I mean, I I was on the come up. Yeah, so I get you've it. got I you've got know. enough people. You've got enough people to say go fuck yourself. Yeah. If to any anytime anybody ever calls, uh, like calls you out either in my stream or I see it all the time. Like, uh, we all know, uh, you're you're legit until the smoking gun video comes out, which. They never do. But never do. on this note, this is perfect because we were talking. I don't. I think it was yesterday, and I don't remember why. Might have been because we were talking about the podcast today. And um, oh, you know what it was? I had that bug yesterday where you sidestep and it makes you fucking flick to the right. Oh yeah, Th- and it that looks like a- to you, right? Yeah. I'm always scared to get that one, dude. I am like, I'm like, I couldn't deal with that on my stream, bro. They'd Wait, say, I thought you. Please. I thought that happened to you. No, that's never happened to me. Yeah, because it happened to somebody else. So the first person it happened to was Sheena. Yeah, Sheena, and she's fucking, she's insane. She's a beast, dude. Like she's unbelievably talented, and she got so much hate, and it was so fucked up. Yeah, her name is Sheena. I believe it's Sheena Four. S H I N A Four. She's unbelievable. I've I've been sumped to her ever since that whole thing because I watched her play, and you can tell from her movement and her aim that like she knows what she's fucking doing, and she she's not like. Just for being female, I'm sure there are so many people that just instantly dismissed. Yeah. You can't have skill. You must be cheating. But, you know, that's what fucking 11-year-olds on the Internet are going to say. <laughs> um, but that happened to her. And I remember seeing a clip of somebody else that it happened to. And then it happened to me. And I just remember being like, Yikes. I'm like, I'm so I am. I Well, I was glad because it I kind of felt and I'm not trying to like pat myself on the back, but I felt vindicated that I defended her and was like, this is like unfair Mm. because then it's the same thing. You want to defend your friends and you want to defend people for like when they deserve to be defended just because you want to expect that if you were in their position, you'd want others to do the same for you. So instantly when that happened to me, if I was the first person that experienced that bug, I might've been the one that there was a witch hunt, you know? Um, but it literally happened to me like two days ago, and I wanted to. I, I said it happened to you, but I guess not. But the problem was, is I searched for, I searched for Willers, like, aimlock bug, and it was like nine billion clip <laughs> results that were all like aimlock question mark question mark, and they were just all sick 
epic moments and it's like i can't i'm not gonna be able to find the like bug yeah. because it's gonna be buried under all the false accusations even me i'm so fucking bad at tarkov compared to you and i get called out all the time for cheating and that's that's all the proof i need to know that when people are like yeah this person's cheating this person's cheating no dude gives you perspective on how many trash fucking gamers there are that have to call out bullshit yep. like that that and it's a part of it is like a statistics game because the people who take the game seriously you think about how many times and and there's a lot of things that that, that some players do that don't make any sense to anybody i turn my head all the time and free look because i'm localizing sound yeah to try to figure out like whether they're in front of me or behind me but people see you looking all the time and back in the csgo days you can't free look right so people would always be looking towards the walls and one out of every hundred times there's going to be a silhouette when you're watching as a spectator like in the spectation mode mm -hmm. you're going to see the ghost it's going to line up with someone you know yep. like it's just going to happen yeah. so when you play 10 billion fucking hours there's going to be things where even today i wasn't even streaming and i have it clipped and i have it recorded locally i fucking did the most godly ever thing and it was lucky yeah because you know how like when you step the gun just kind of like goes down it was like when it came back up, I just one tapped the guy and I flicked and it was like, that would have been, if I was live, that would have been on Reddit as like proof of aimbot. And it was just a fucking lucky, yep. like it was an accident. I got one of know? those crazy clips of the Sega 9 the other day that I'm not surprised. I'm surprised it didn't end up on Reddit. Really? It looks sus. I'm like, dude, am I cheating? I, like, right when I, 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 I go over, like I'm on customs going to the tr going to the train tracks, and I shoot this guy in the face, and I said, "Yep, chat, I'm getting banned." <laughs> like it was fucking disgusting. Yep. Like <laughs> it's and it really is just like a numbers game. That stuff is going to happen eventually, and to most people that invest a lot of time in the game, especially now that there's so many people playing the game, you know what I mean? That stuff happens more often, and it just yeah. it's and it's it's just so hard to maintain perspective, especially if you've died. If I've died like 14 times in a row, I'm just having the worst mm -hmm. day ever. It's so easy. If 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 on that 15th death, you're on the receiving end of somebody's clip of their life or somebody's shot of a life, and you're just mm -hmm. like, that dude's cheating. And it's it really is hard to it's hard to maintain perspective, but most of us have been on the flip side of that where you do something, you just kind of like go into a room and you're just like, How did that happen? Like, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, how has Tarkov been, how have you been feeling about Tarkov recently? Like, how have you been enjoying the game? How have you been feeling? They've been, they've done a few patches for like networking and late spawns and stuff like that. Like, how are you enjoying just regular old Tarkov? I, this late spawn, whatever they did, like the server makes the servers hit and miss as far as player yeah. count. Like I'll, I'll have super dead rates where I want to see one player. Then I'll, I'll have a raid where I see two players and then I'll have a raid where I see every, every slot filled. And then I'll have a dead raid. I don't I don't like the consistency of the server in the five minute matching times because we have to wait on someone's PC or whatever it is. Yeah. Um that's the most annoying part of it. Um I feel okay, so one thing I've noticed is like scavs are more jittery now than player movement. Like if you mm. go to like when I'm trying to track a scav and keep my dot on him, he does like yeah. where a player will sometimes be smooth, but I mean players go but um i like scavs feel jacked up um but, but yeah it's probably like one of my only complaints like this i think i serve a lot of a lot of the net their net code just feels like it's gotten worse yeah i mean we i, I think the net code's perfectly fine dude it's completely <laughs> and utterly fine and i don't know <laughs> if you're complaining you need just get maybe get an offline mode a little bit and practice some more headshots 
I just think it's gotten worse, like progressively. We do you feel do you feel like because for me, whenever I'm fucking on, which is rare, and again, me on is not at I'm not I'm not Willers on, but um when I'm on and I can like some of my flicks and everything, I'm like, fuck yeah, like that feels good. I feel like my muscle memory, everything is smooth. But, but the net code punishes me for being consistent because you see someone j comes out and I perfectly flick and then they go back the other yeah. way. And it's like, it, it would have been the most epic flick ever, but they just stopped halfway. Yep. It well, makes it I, impossible I, to be I consistent. One thing I felt like, honestly, before even point 12, I felt like the game was in a better spot as far as net code wise. Like they, they mm -hmm. introduced that new, and they introduced that new animation system. And I remember Veritas, we were playing the other day and I was telling you about how back before point 12 like prime example if you aimed your gun and then press c your guy would actually move his gun um back before point 12 and now point 12 he holds it steady 80 strafing from point 12 to what the 11 patch it was before you, you weren't as fast i noticed from the start of point 12 from the original like uh 11 patch um we were a whole lot slower mm, and interesting and I feel like whatever they did, because they sped characters up. Like, I'm 200% certain on that, because I remember playing both patches. Uh, but they, sp they sped the characters up, and and that's when I noticed more issues started getting caused with desync and just everything, AD strafing, just the peaks. It just it started feeling bad. Um, and they keep trying to correct it. And, and they'll make a good patch, it'll feel good, yeah. and then they'll get broken again. But hmm, I wonder because they the biggest thing those animations like they've also shows. done like rework with skills and stuff. So I'm sure like you can't go back and look. I've run down factory hallway eight billion times. I'm sure I could probably get a clip from two years ago and, and see if I could compare. But even then, it's still apples to oranges because yeah. I'd be looking at some unknown speed increase from some unknown skill from level versus whatever strength, my yeah. strength just, is now. I just remembered the first time it was, it was October of last year mm -hmm. when, point, was October, when, when point 12 came yeah. out. I remember that day exactly because I remembered how different the game felt from when I just got done playing it six hours ago when they were uploading the patch. But wasn't that also like the, the first time they did Twitch drops? No, the, the patch came out in October drop, and yeah. Twitch drops came out in like the first week I, of January. I'm talking about oh, the movement we like of the two game months. entire. I'm mm -hmm. talking about the movement and the speed of the game entirely. I it, yeah, I don't remember that. That is a really interesting perspective. I or or like, a, I haven't heard that at all. So in I've been playing Escape from Tarkov since August of 2018, and it was like the first PC game I ever picked up. So mm -hmm. when Twitch when uh point twelve came out, I had like a 17 percent survival rating. So like this past year is really when I've like really come into my own as a player Took the training wheels off yes well i mean for real though so so i wouldn't have as good of a perspective on how it felt between like point 12 because back, I, I was just such a pleb back then so that mm -hmm. that is a perspective i haven't heard before about how the the new animations whatever they i mean who it could be linked to a bunch of things because point 12 was like the new unity engine and new animations and this but that's really interesting that uh like crouching has changed and even player movement speed i wasn't well versed enough in the game to notice that and mm. that's that's really interesting yeah i recommend veritas going back and watching some like we get was we had 11.9 yeah 11.9 or whatever it was to patch to point 12 drop I'll show you videos on it 
watch the I mean, video. Yeah, videos like every, every yeah, few yeah. videos or a week. So even just watch like where your character was like base level skills on on the eleven patch versus twelve patch, two different movements, like mm. very different. That's super interesting. I'll have to do that. Yeah. that that's interesting. Yeah. Um, fuck. That is interesting. It definitely feels. Mm. I mean, the thing we talk about this all the time on the podcast, and and we I, we like to get people's kind of fresh opinions on it. But I mean, the word yeah, inconsistent just keeps. Sometimes it feels on, and it it's hard to tell when when you're when you're having a really good day and the, it feels on, and the servers seem like they're performing really well. It's hard to tell if if the other guy is lagging or not. Like it just it's it, it's so impossible to tell. But um, it you know it just kind of feels like we're at this point where there's so many band-aids that every time you put one on one pops off somewhere and it's like every time mm -hmm. like oh yeah well we fixed late spawns well it's like well i've the past 10 raids were incredibly desynky and then they try to do that and it's this and i actually i hadn't had a single late spawn since they implemented that patch uh and then i had i didn't have a late spawn but i spawned shoreline and like a minute went by, I ran up towards the resort. I saw a guy just spinning out in the middle of nowhere. So I shot him and I ran up. And as I was looting him, I heard a bush rustle and his teammate spawned in. And he just mm -hmm. shot me in the head before I could tab out. And I was like, whoa, I thought they fixed late spawn. So even yeah. that's still happening. So it's it's interesting. I just noticed the increase of like dead servers ever since they did that patch though. Mm -hmm. This like, is the first time I'd ever been in a server where I was like, I actually think I'm the only that one. was empty. There have been times where it's like, you can't know, but there were a couple, I did factory for like 12 hours the other day. And suddenly all of a sudden I feel like normal again, or like I can play the game. But, um, <laughs> but there was one raid where it was like not a single noise. All the X fills were locked. Yeah. I spawned over by gate three. The main, or is that the main X fill gate yeah, three? I think so. Um, and like I spawned there. So if there was like a four man squad, they're, they're most likely going to spawn over by the either back X fill or like underground. Like they're not yeah. going to spawn by forklift, right? They're not going to put a four man in forklift and then me there. The spawns are bad, but not, <laughs> they're not that bad. It's only bad when it's a five, like individuals, individuals or, yeah. you know, whatever. But so it's like, that's happened to me twice. I sent the server IDs to Nikita and asked him, I, I, he, he, I don't know if he was able to check on him or not, but it was like nothing. Yeah. So, and honestly, like I denied for a long time that that ever happened, but I'm willing to believe that I was not wrong before um, because of the whole like late spawn and all of the bullshit and, and having to wait for the queue time. But now I think it's entirely possible that when they like making the change for the late spawns, mm -hmm. it's entirely possible that they could have just implemented you know one of the rules would just end up with one person in there because they don't want them to wait anymore or something i don't know which is interesting because like veritas we've talked before about how whenever late spawns are brought up to nikita he always says it's because people have slow computers and you have said before where you feel like there has to be more to it and this at least in my opinion would would <laughs> 3080 hey guys you guys, uh, you're gonna need better than better than this thing. Uh, Origin built this for me, and uh, yeah. Nvidia sent me a 3080 ahead of time. Not powerful enough to be able to spawn in early. I guess but that's what I'm saying. I, no, is I, that I, this, I reject that. This change kind of, um, sh at least for me, shows that even more because if there's a hundred thousand people 
playing the game, which is what Nikita said. There's no way that that many people have that old of computers that all three of us and many more have experienced that where we feel like we're getting in empty lobbies. There's no way that if there's 100,000 people playing, 65,000 of them are on Pentium 3s and spinning hard you, drives. Do you really think there's 100,000 people oh, playing Tarkov? There's, I don't there's know. No way. I, I, there's no way. I don't know. I'm just <laughs> going off even, of what Nikita said like, in the podcast. Who knows? That's yeah, even a, a best-case yeah. scenario. Who knows? Thing, right? <laughs> I believe that there are 100, that there could easily be 100,000 active players. Check their, yeah, check their Bitcoin, but, yeah. but Did we talk about that last mm -hmm. time? Because the thing is, is that... You can define that however you want. I define act, or I don't even define it. If I log into Google Analytics right now to look at, uh, or Firebase, I mean, to look at the uh, the analytics I have for Battle Buddy, it'll tell me what the active users are. Mm -hmm. And the definition of an active user is, uh, it's typically someone who has, it's either um, 24 hours, seven days, or 30 days, um, have like opened the app. Yeah. So if you open the app and close it, that's one active user. So anybody that logs in, collects a Bitcoin, and then logs off, they are an active user, right? Yep. So I bet you there's a lot of kids that are sitting on Twitch Has to be. playing the flea market minigame, you know, or whatever, and they're not in raids, you know? So what's meaningful is I want to know how many people are in queue right now in my region. Yeah. Because yeah, there are times where I'm convinced that it's 17. Because yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I shouldn't see the same name. Like, you think about... If you divide it out and stuff, I mean, it, it could be plausible, but I still want to talk to, uh, I got I got a, a few smart folks, including some data scientists that have reached out to me that I should hit up soon. Um, like, what are the chances? If you get on the same cycle, I guess, it's more likely, right? Like, if I kill yeah. you and then I loot and then you, I'm looting and then getting in a fight and then exfilling, by the time it takes you to re-gear up and we both get in factory again, sure. But at the same time, it's like... Is there really only like less than seven people right now? If I were to load in right now, less than seven people in queue for factory in the Northeast. No way. Because that's that the answer for that would have to be like, yeah, it's, you're probably looking at seven people for me to get in the same raid as somebody two or three times in a row. Yeah. It's it's interesting. Who knows? But it. It just goes back to that it feels like the the reasoning can't just be because people have slow computers. You know what I mean? Like the late spawn thing has to be related to other things. I mean, it has to. I'm not a game developer. Who knows? It just feels so like the there Nik can't be that many Nikita, people with old computers. The thing you have to know is is that like I, Nikita's smart. He knows what he's doing. Whatever. But he, the reality is, is that he is some layer degree away from the implementation yeah like my managers i had managers that had phds in computer science from worcester polytech like fucking smart genius people but they and they knew all the things from a high level for what was going on but i guarantee you they couldn't tell you the name of the relevant file to look in like yeah which means they probably don't know exactly how it was implemented because they're not writing the code they're not looking at the code and i don't know maybe nikita is really involved i'm not sure but Knowing the specifics about like what a cause of a bug is or what what specific code is doing or when you say like you could never get in a raid with zero people. That's something that I would only say if I looked at the code and stepped through it and could see there was no path that would ever lead to, mm -hmm. you know, somebody getting in. Maybe there's a bug, you know, who knows? Um, so just keep it whatever Nikita says about 
the, the underlying reasons. Um, that could be what somebody under him told him. It could be what somebody told them a year ago, and maybe they don't work here anymore. Maybe they lie. Maybe they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. You know, or maybe me. So there's a number of different reasons, but who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Um, we talk about the the network and the net code a lot, and I think that's because the people that we have on and us, we play the game a lot, and that is what that's oftentimes uh, our greatest enemy. Like Veritas was saying, that you could do every single thing right, but because of a micro stutter, you lose a fight, and that just doesn't feel good for a game like Tarkov. But yeah. other than the just perpetual network fixes, and hopefully they you know, really can do something, what are you most excited for? Like, uh, We, we want to talk about the trailer that dropped today for Streets, but we'll get there in a minute. Like, what are you most excited for? Are you a guy that's like interested in more guns, more maps, more higher player count, open world? Like, what gets you excited well, about the future of Tarkov? In, in all honesty, I don't think the open world is actually going to happen. Like, that's just me having <laughs> some realistic perspective on it. Like, if, if I'm, I hope I'm wrong. Lie to me. Lie to me. <laughs> but, but, but I'm yeah. almost certain open world is not going to happen. And I'm cool with that. Honestly, I think Tarkov as a raid based game is honestly a better game. Um, yeah. But, uh things i'm excited for hmm. I, I i honestly think we we lack maps and i know they talked about it that they're gonna make the rest of the maps dlc which in my opinion is kind of fucking bullshit like um you know for the last four yeah. years we've gotten we've gotten factory and customs of the first two maps factory was the only playable map customs was the test map then we got woods and then we got half a shoreline and then we got interchange. Then we got I think, the complete shoreline. And then we got uh, reserve. And we got labs. labs and yeah. then we got reserve. So in total, I mean, we got six complete maps in four years. You know, yeah. and I, I get that their maps have a lot of detail. There are things to work on, but um, the biggest thing for me is how they how they in four year, four and a half years since I played July 2016 when I first started playing the game. It's kind of it's kind of depressing to me. And then they said that they're going to make a lot of the maps the DLC. Um, I know they they said they wanted to push out Lighthouse before Streets of Tarkov. That kind of looks like it got thrown out the window. Yeah. Um, so don't do, do you think that like for for me, obviously, I I would love you know more maps and more guns and whatever. It's always we're always excited for it. And then once you like reserve was amazing. Yeah. And then now it's just like it's another fucking map, you know. And now I'm like I haven't played Woods and Customs as much because I've been playing some of the newer maps like labs and whatever. So now it's like, I'm going to go back to those maps. I just feel like even if they added five more maps, it would be, they'd be great when they came out. And then over time, three, four months, they'd be bland again. And then well, we'd say, do we need more a, maps? That's you everything know? with content though. You, and you use the same gun, you get bored of that gun, yeah. you know, everything. I mean, they guys got to keep the content going. The one thing I was actually talking to my mod before I got here, I was saying, one thing that always makes me upset with Battlestate is they they hype us up for content that's not going to be released nine months to a year down the road. Um, yeah. Like, they seem to do that a lot. Like, they'll show us off early sneak peeks of certain things, but we're not going to get it nine months, nine months to a year, if not longer than that. Um, that always kind of makes me upset, especially with this this trailer we're, we're, that we all saw today. Because um, I have a realistic perspective on that. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> Yeah, and I think going back to, so we talk a lot about stuff where that we've been theory crafting a lot about like open world and VoIP recently because when you look at games, when you look at games like Daisy, it's you know 
that they just got their third map and who knows how long <laughs> DayZ has been a thing. But, you know, the fact that it's an open world where you can, you know, constantly get into weird engagements in any places. And then the fact that you're constantly like communicating with other players and then that it basically gives the player the power to drive their own content and like the change the game and that's why you know daisy has like i'm pretty sure in 2020 had its like peak in concurrent viewers or concurrent mm -hmm. uh players ever with you know no new maps depending on the server no new guns because you can you can give the the players the the power of replayability instead of relying mm -hmm. on maps and guns well, and other things now i'm a i hugely yeah. agree on like the the detail of the maps and the maps that Tarkov bring are part of its special sauce, um, but it's it's just an interesting discussion that we've been having yeah. recently. Well, to to me, the the the, the reason I think Daisy is a game that sticks around is because it has content that allows it to make more content, so it's always new. Yeah, you know, always. a prime a prime example I think of any successful game. If you want your game to run a long time, your your content has to make content. And uh, like Daisy, one of the biggest drawns when I first started playing was was VoIP, and like the scenario changes that add with actual proximity chat is is awesome. I, I mean, I, I'm curious to see if they're going to do it in Tarkov, um, but I definitely think Tarkov needs to have a way of making its own content yeah. off of its content. So open, open. So let's say open world plus VoIP. Let's let's say do you know? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a, a fictional thing here. Imagine all the maps today plus streets all stitched together and let's say it was like server based like like a two hour four hour whatever mm -hmm. um like daisy with voip when i hear that i think the game could last for 10 years without them doing anything yeah i do too i think yeah definitely because i mean like think think about it you know you could hold people up you could talk the sh all the shit in the world yeah it's Dude, you could you would go through and fucking sherpa bodyguard people be like all right little kid like, get over here <laughs> you're your heart would be racing yeah. just with that that inner because like you know having that 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 inexperience with now you know you're really talking to somebody on another computer and engaging yes. with somebody so if you're talking shit down the hallway like i'm gonna kill you motherfucker kind of thing like yeah that's different that's different or dicky needles fucking, put your dicky fucking needles. up i'm gonna you know like even just yeah. all that shit man dude can you imagine factory in the factory like safe room being like bro i saw you walk in there with a saiga <laughs> You ain't, I'm, you ain't getting through any of the shit that I'm wearing right now. I'm, bro, bro, I'd be laughing my ass off. It'd be awesome, man. Yeah. But take everything off. At the same time, it could make the game Tarkov not seen be seen as serious. Like it be, let's face it. Like we don't have a super mature community. Like I mean, I mean we see our Twitch chat sometimes, <laughs> but like we have, we have very mature people, and then we have very not mature people. So I think it could kind of ruin the hardcoreness of for sure it's gonna go both ways yeah um, yeah you'll you'll find experiences that go both ways and that, i mean that is an interesting point whereas the reputation of tarkov at least in nikita's eyes might be part of that is that he doesn't want it to seem we found we did a podcast like two or three podcasts ago where we found an old post that actually veritas sent to nikita and said hey is this still for the most part true and in there they the original vision was that there's three ways to play the game it's like arena instance based just like it is now and open world and you could do all three which i found super interesting so that that could potentially help that if you just kind of want to engage with tarkov the way it is right now you could but mm. but uh, you know there's definitely is something to be said for like you were saying 
being able to actually interact with other people. I mean, we, we see it now. A lot of the people that are really, really good at the game and are really cool under pressure when they're in really good fights, if you're in a fight that lasts longer than two or three seconds, a lot of the best Tarkov players will start taunting because it's the only mm. way that they can engage. It, they, it's the only thing they can do that they know the other person hears. And it's great, especially when it's a bear. Like, Deadly will taunt people all the time mid-fight. And it, being able to do that actually and say whatever you want to say would just be mm -hmm. it would of course you're absolutely right it would get extremely toxic and gross but it would also be like super fun it's just the nature of yeah. VoIP you know what I mean but it, you can tell that it's what players kind of like yearn for because that's they do it any way that mm -hmm. they can dicky needles dicky needles you know we'll, yeah, you know, yeah. take out the hatchet and start swiping trees yeah, like yeah. we try yeah. and so it would be it would be really interesting It'd be really interesting um the um the the, the whole idea of and, and obviously, I don't think any of us know, but the whole idea of having like raids and open world, to me, almost doesn't make sense because you can do a raid in open. If there was open world, yeah. then you would, you could. I mean, obviously, it depends on how it was implemented. But like theoretically, theoretically yeah. hop into a server that maybe reset twenty minutes ago and be like, okay, I'm gonna go and do a shoreline run and then maybe run to customs. Like that's basically a raid and then get off, right? Yeah, like, you could turn VoIP off, hop in do whatever you needed to do and then hop back out like you the only difference it would be like theoretically would be that um people are not going to be there's you're not you know that there's not going to be a guy over there and a guy over there and a guy over there it would just be much more dynamic in terms of yeah. like you might spawn in run 100 feet and then see three dead bodies and be like mm -hmm. oh fuck and then you're like <laughs> yeah did this just happen are the bodies warm you know like <laughs> Holy shit. So now you're kind of like, oh God, you know, you see three Alton dudes dead with meta HKs. You're like, oh fuck. Okay. Well, jackpot, you know, that never yeah. happens today because it couldn't happen yeah. today. Yeah, I agree. It, it feels like if they released arena and open world, it would, it would just naturally pull to those two, right? Because the only other thing that I was going to say to that is the only, what, the instance made Tarkov affords is knowing how many enemies there are and knowing where they're going to be. Like you go into shoreline, you know, they're going to be a resort. And if you had the arena and that's the gameplay style you wanted, why wouldn't you just be playing arena? You know what I mean? So it, it, it would, yeah. it would, it probably would end up pulling to one of those two things. That's, that's kind of like, that's my biggest fear with Tarkov is like, especially with arena mode, like I'm excited to see like a kind of like a, you know, a good competitive Tarkov, but at the same time, like I'm like yeah. competitive Tarkov. Yeah, bro, like, exactly. You know, yeah okay you f <laughs> Dude, like, there's, like i just hate how the community has shifted this year especially trying to make the game a competition yeah like i i really don't like that um yeah that's why i don't take part in tournaments really anymore it's because of stuff like that i just i don't like you know why don't why don't we have military olympics <laughs> oh wait that's just fucking war <laughs> I just don't know, man. Like, I, I just miss, I miss the days of just, man, this guy's fucking playing Tarkov. Like, you know, yeah. <laughs> like that's it. Yeah. That's, it's that simple. It's the, it's the double-edged sword of becoming popular, right? And we know that battle, even Battlestate games had no idea what was going to happen this year. You know what I mean? Nikita said before that, you know, if we get to 50,000 concurrent players, then we're screwed and none of you can go home. And they got to 200,000. Like, I just don't think, and it, that's that double-edged sword, especially the three of us. We, you know, and all content creators in the Tarkov space ride that wave of obviously that brings insane positives to our lives, being able to do this for a living and do it for more people. 
But the flip side of that is you get everybody. You don't get people because pre I was able to just get into the community, you know, pre that I was, I'd been playing for about a year, just a little over a year before the drops happened. So I was a noob. People were sherping me. I was in random people's discords running raids. Um, I was in, in like, I was getting pulled into people's discords to trade items. There was like a Reddit where somebody just, somebody posted free uh, dot free key tool to whoever responds to this first. And I got it. And the dude was like, oh, here's some Bitcoin too. And so I engaged with Tarkov as a noob in the community and everybody in the community just had like an insane passion for Tarkov. It wasn't like the video game flavor of the month or flavor of the year. Everybody that was in was Tarkov. And so that's that double-edged sword is that, you know, the monetization of Tarkov and Tarkov content skyrocketed on Twitch and YouTube. And then the flip side of that is you just get everybody. Everybody's engaging with Tarkov now, whether they care about it or not, whether they just want to troll it or not, they want to cheat or not. And it's got its own pros and cons. And part of that has definitely been, it's just human nature. We're so competitive. And if enough people are playing something, we're going to make competitions for it. And it's just kind of yeah, the double-edged sword there. Um, So let's talk about the Streets of Tarkov trailer. I haven't got to talk to Veritas about this yet either. So I'd love to hear both of y'all's thoughts. Just anything not not just the trailer but like what the trailer made you feel about the game anything i'd love to hear you guys thoughts i mean it's big wide open spaces i mean a lot of rooms to clear um one thing that they usually do in trailers though that i notice uh like they have other people in the servers with them i kind of wanted to see like a bunch of people like a bunch of testers in the servers with them yeah it was one guy with fade in fade out and different locations but um, they had to maintain at least double-digit FPS, yeah. though, so you yeah, can't have you can't have anybody. Um, I mean, I'm disappointed because we're not going to get to play that map for a fucking long time. I was hoping nope. that I, I like honestly, like I know they're going to release Woods expansion before twelve nine because they said they were. Um, I was hoping we're going to see some Woods expansion. Maybe they were going to throw that vector in the MCX, like. And then when I saw Streets of Tarkov, I, was, I wasn't interested. Like, I'm excited for the yeah. map, but I know I'm not going to get to play it for eight months, eight to 12 months. So um, I don't hype myself up for that anymore after just knowing the track record of, of uh, with Battlestate with these, like, content show-off things. Yep. Um, it looks like a cool map. I'm gonna, I'll be excited to play it, but like I said, won't play it for a long time. So not that hyped. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree more. Like, I am so excited for Streets of Tarkov. It's such a mixed bag with the battle state side of things and i think you're you're somebody who's been playing the game since 2016 i think you're showing a little bit of the wear and tear and the frustration of that sometimes it feels like bsg is just like a small group of people that, that they're almost just like friends and they're like yo this is dope like let's show everybody and they're missing the just the context around you know what I mean? Yeah, we've been waiting on Woods expansion. We've been waiting on other things that they've teased. You know, it was such a vague. We've been, you know, we've been waiting on Cultists. He, he made Cultists sound like they were coming out next patch like a year ago. There's so many things. And so they post this vague link, you know, premiere in 30 hours. And we're like, oh, dude, is there going to be 300 blackout? Is it going to be the Vector? Is it going to be Woods expansion? And then it fades up and it's Streets of Tarkov. And you're blown away. The map looks amazing it looks crazy detailed and by the end you're like i didn't see a scav i didn't see any other players there's not a date 
Wh what about Woods? I, I feel like every single person that watched that trailer today at the end went, wait, where's Woods? And it was just like, where's the context of like why you put this out today? What was the purpose? I don't know. Yeah. I would have, I, I don't, I didn't get, I didn't get it. It looked amazing, of course, but. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it look, definitely looks good. One thing I noticed they don't do in those videos is do like, with some of their other videos, they'll do like full 360s to show you the yeah. whole landscape. Like I know behind that character, there's a lot. That's just <laughs> it was empty, 2D. And it, it's just sandbox area. Yeah. yeah. Like. So you know. it was, that was the thing for me. It's like, of course, of course, Streets of Tarkov looks good. We know by now that you guys make maps better than, you know, just about anybody in the business. Oh, for sure. But. Yeah. But what was the point? You know what I mean? Like we, the, the, you know, the very first trailer for Escape from Tarkov ever in 2016 had footage from Streets of Tarkov. You know what I mean? It, it just footage for footage's sake. Well, I know, I know they, they've scrapped that yeah, map and rebuilt yeah. it, but, but, it, but it exactly. Why would you show it back then if it was so far away? So that was my thing. It was like, of course I'm hype. Of course it looks good. But I agree, you know what I mean? I, you know, none of us have insider information here, but I don't think we're seeing Streets of Tarkov till Q3 or 4 of next year. You know the what I mean? Like, me about, the thing that makes me sad about Streets of Tarkov too is like back in, when I first started playing, I remember Clean was telling me about Streets of Tarkov because him and Nikita were talking a lot and like what it's going to be. And I'm like, that's going to be sick. So I've been waiting for this map for four yeah, for years. Yeah, for four years. And always, like if you play at a higher LOD, like I play low LED because it's higher performance and stuff for me, but and like part of it also is the reason that I see that skyline of Streets of Tarkov and it makes me fucking sad. <laughs> so I turn the LOD down. Well, I mostly do it with the Yeah, no, I know. I don't see it and I don't feel it. Yep. <laughs> Dude, I found a picture that I sent. I took a screenshot of the patch notes before Reserve came out. And I circled and I'd sent it to my friend like this was, you know, over a year ago now. And the, in the patch notes, it was like after reserve streets of Tarkov will be coming in the next few months. It was like in the patch notes. And I found that picture the other day and I just was like, rip. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it. Well, they were going to leave. I mean, honestly, they said they don't want to release a section of the map. But I think just to give us a little taste, I think they should release a section of the map like. No, Nikita said that's what he wanted to do. We wanted to do the. He wanted to do the first. He started. He said he wanted to do the section of the map, and he's like, "No, I want to do the full map and then release it." Yeah. Like, even just a little taste, like they they did Shoreline half the size when it first came out. Yeah. And honestly, that was to me the best version of Shoreline. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Makes me sad. Yep. And it's it's hard that that's where we're at, where we get like a trailer for something, and it you're just like, oh, okay. I don't know, Veritas, what were your thoughts? Uh, it looked... You know what I was trying to do? I was trying... I started... I, I pulled up my favorite program, Microsoft Paint, and I started <laughs> to kind of draw. I wanted to see if I could, like, you know, looking this way, there's a road, and then there's a building. And then later on, there's another scene with the building in the right-hand side, and seeing there's another road. So I was, yeah. like, trying to see if I could draw a map to come up with the scale, and ultimately just there's not enough not enough footage yeah. and uh, i don't have the fucking effort I'm but gonna, it's, it I'm looks gonna, huge i kind of jumped out of woods today hold on i want to put i'm gonna put something in this chat okay um but yeah it was fucking it just looked humongous one of the photos i had and then i was, I was dinging oh, some shots what at the heck? 
I was dinging some shots at it today, like this, just kind of get a perspective of the range on it, like, and like my bullets weren't even like reaching. Like I see, I could see my M sixty two rounds just flying. Do you do you know if that? I mean, could that have not been like actual collision bodies? Like the bullet could just go right through it, no, like a like, ghost. Because usually, you know, you'd see that you'd see the bullet go through it like a ghost, right? You'd just go like right through. But like it was like the bullet was so far away that I couldn't even see a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> But there's underground. Uh, one thing it goes on. It goes yeah. to the right as well, and I could see that there was like underground. There's underground structures in there too. So, but mm. oh, that's pretty neat. That I've never seen that. Yeah, that's super interesting. Yeah, I jumped. I jumped on some rock. I can get. I can get the photo again. Like it goes all the way to the right. I'll uh, let me. Let me real quick. I'll switch scenes so I can show chat. Uh, let's do this. Give me one second, boys and girls. They're all curious and. Yeah, I wish I had uh, more photos, but that was the one I uh, grabbed that one. That's crazy. That's crazy. Uh, like, I almost jumped out of the map with the shit that I was doing. Then I fell off a rock and died. <laughs> <laughs> Are you excited for the Woods expansion? Like, how do you feel about Woods? Woods is one of I my love, favorite maps. I love Woods. Yeah. I love, like, my thing is hitting what I call bangers. And <laughs> bangers are fucking long range shots so yes I, i'm still hunting for a legit thousand meter shot yes dude somebody dude, asked about that on the pod was it clean i don't remember who asked about that on the podcast I was like can you hit a thousand meter shot on on the new woods and Wait. he was like maybe if you find the right spot what was the what was the distance that pestley shot was on shoreline yeah it, it was it, like it, 1400 uh, but fake shot but it, I mean, yeah. and, and I would even think and it was also completely broken, like not even remotely realistic. Yeah, he would even say <laughs> that you had to freaking aim at Jupiter to get the bullet dropped <laughs> to hit. Like yeah. you know what I mean? I, I think he was just doing it for you know for the memes. Uh, it was like it was that. interesting to see like if it could be done game wise. Like imagine if we learned that like the bullet just like derezzes after like six hundred meters or something. <laughs> oh <my laughs> that, wouldn't, that wouldn't surprise me. It just poofs out of existence because yeah. you know no one's gonna look that far, so we don't have to shoot uh, it. But a friend of mine that I think might even be a mod on your channel, Willers Desmond, he's hit mm -hmm. he's hit uh and he hit an eight hundred meter shot on a scav this wipe from the lighthouse on shoreline or the you know not the lighthouse but the tower to the tunnel. It was on a scab, but he's. It was like eight hundred and eleven or something. Yeah, it was nuts. I, I have a, I have a, I have a seven twenty six dispatch. That's my furthest. That's insane. I, think, I don't even know what mine is. I think my farthest of all time, yeah, is like four fifty on wood. I think my longest of all time is on spine turned around back at the like the truck where the green smoke is. Yeah, I think it's 300, 301. Yeah, that's like 400 meters or something. I think that's my longest ever or something. I brought out a short barreled MPX with green tracers and killed the guy from 550 meters away with a little MPX with green Dude, tracers. Dude, 9 mil has so little Were you holding so down mouse one? Were you no, holding down mouse one? or? Tapped it. I one tapped it. I hate you. You're, I hate your I mean, guts. After after like 41 taps, I one tapped it. Yeah. But like, I did. Was him. the person that you killed, had you originally partied up with them and hit no, like... like I'm, I, he was like the newbiest of players, and I still thank him to this day because he made me look good. Are <laughs> <laughs> you going to talk about me like that, dude? Holy <laughs> shit. That's another thing. I mean, you've spent enough time that I'm sure at this point you kind of know just the drop. You've spent enough time sniping and going after those bangers that you have some well, it takes two shots, of... and then you also... Uh, yeah. Okay, I it mean, takes two shots for maybe good players, but gun, for me it like... takes 700 shots. 
learning the gun like a lot of people think that every gun like if it's a 308 or if it's a 506 it's going to shoot the same like the barrel lengths and like just depending on the gun it matters so yeah. like a dvl a dvl shoots different from an r700 both with the same round yeah they, they shoot differently um so it's relative but, right you shoot one and then from there you're like okay now where the fuck do i need to aim yeah yeah but so I'm, I'm most comfortable with the dvl where i used to be really comfortable with the r700 so if i went back to an r700 i'm gonna be super scuffed but i could i can i can hit some shots yeah. with the dvl um, the suppressed yeah. DVL is like my favorite gun in the game. It's so good. It's it's it just it, I like suppressed DVL because it's super it's just super cheap and fast to build. Like it's just like in and yes, out. all you have to do is replace the barrel and you're good to go. And put a scope on. Yeah, no, done. I just yeah. wish you could one tap to the chest. I wish there was a mechanic in the game where if they were like greater than 200 meters, bro, like it would do additional bonus damage or something. Just let yeah. me fucking let me have it. If I hit you at 400 meters, you're and I dead. don't hit you in the three pixels. Like, come on, just die, please. I don't think you'd actually like that, honestly, because you'd get you'd see a guy with an M1A and do that and just fucking one tap your your whole fight. No, but I'm but I'm saying like the I I think bolt actions should get. I don't fucking oh, care if it's action. realistic. Yeah. Yeah. Bolt actions should get like a multiplier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, what's the reason? What's the reason? Like, if I have an M1, I'll go tap 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 and they're dead. Yeah. Because like I'm one or two or three like are well, gonna yeah. hit. But when you go pop and you hit him in the arm you're like well they're just gonna start zigzagging now and you've lost your opportunity yeah. you know yeah i definitely think there should be some more reward to um to bolt guns because like i get the assets in chat they're like why don't you run an m1a or an svd i'm like because to, like bolt guns are a novelty thing like yeah to be proficient with a bolt gun like people are like oh sniping's so easy i'm like yeah when you're doing it with a semi-auto exactly semi-auto gun when you're like, doing it I'm not going, with a sniper rifle I, you have one to, chance i'm going to kill a guy with one shot I'm not dumping a mag. I'm going for that one single shot. That's yeah. what I want. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and what's wild is that I almost I haven't really come across anybody that disagrees with that. Everybody's kind of like, man, bolties, show them some love. Like even if it was a damage multiplier or a, a super, it wouldn't take a lot. You know, a 1.2x multiplier would put at least one round. You know, almost everything able to to do that if you're sending well, it through a bolty. Some guns, I think, like, so for a bolt gun, it there needs to be one ammo type and there needs to be a bolt gun that it only goes in. So, like, there's, like, 50 BMG bolt guns, all right? So instead of a Barrett, what do they do, like, a 50 BMG bolt gun? Yeah. <laughs> like, that would be yep. nuts. <laughs> yeah, that would be insane, yeah. dude, just cutting people in half. Just a bolt, though. Just, yeah. like, none, no semi-auto. Yeah, don't, just... don't come out, because as soon as they come out with a semi-auto gun, well, now the bolt gun, put it in the trash can, yeah. you know? Exactly. Um, yeah, you I only want to do it. Yeah, you're, you're, you only run the DVL because it's it's a fun challenge fun, yeah. for you, right? But not because it's like if if someone said your life depends on you killing somebody, everything goes. You can have an M1 or a DVL. What are you gonna fucking choose? Yeah, of course. I need to hear the answer though, because I, somehow I feel like he's gonna say fucking DVL. <laughs> and I'm gonna have to slap him. I mean, definitely I'm gonna. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not for, as fun. For you. <laughs> I choose an M1A. No, I choose an M1A. Yeah, it's just it's just better. It's yeah. objectively better, but it's not as fun. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's not, not as cool. It's just dead. No recoil. Dead. Like this is yeah. But ain't the same. I am super excited for the woods expansion. The the screenshots, the scale of the map. Uh, he said that there was going to be more players on the map. So i just i love that map and i play so differently than the other maps and i think that's just why i'm digging it recently so i'm excited but when man but when, but when. yeah 
Who knows? Oh, before Christmas. I, hopefully they're gonna maybe sneak it in before I, Christmas. That's I what hope I'm, so. That's what I'm for. Normally, I have become very cynical about any sort of release date or schedule of just about anything. But historically, like, didn't they release Labs on Christmas Day? In 2018, it was really they, close they, to Christmas. They they've done, if I remember right, like a like a good patch with content every single Christmas. every Christmas. Yeah. So so he just it, his but, but that, it's that they didn't finish the day before though. Like I I would venture to guess that like if they were smart at least they would be try, like they would be done and in like the testing phase for whatever they want for Christmas at this point yeah. now. Um, cause you, do, what you don't want to do is deploy on day before Christmas and then have shit be broken and have your Christmas be 100%. ruined, you know? So like, that's what they should do at least. Which you'd imagine cause they released labs. It was, I think was one of the Christmas patches. Actually, no, it was because I was at my parents' house watching streams like during Christmas dinner, like on my phone. Cause I wanted to see people playing labs. So, uh, so that, so I'm hoping, I, I'm hoping that they put out the woods expansion they uh but of course there's a part of me that screams don't get your hopes up it's never going to happen but i'm hoping that they put out something in the next few weeks and the and the woods expansion would be huge it would be super fun it almost makes me think that, that they will because like christmas ornaments from last year like it would make sense for woods patch christmas <sighs> trees like i mean hell like, yeah hell yeah. yeah big brain i forgot about that the the hideout christmas tree thing was actually i thought it was super funny and just like a fun way, something else to be farming. You found them in safes, so it gave you a reason to like loot and stuff like that. I thought that was a cool. You know what I want? There's a hideout. I, this is like bring. <laughs> this is like bring the Tarkov community together. Kumbaya. There should be a big ass Christmas tree that is like a loot container on woods, and when you can go and and you can deposit a yo, uh, and and it actually adds a light, so eventually it'll like. All of the lights for the whole community would be this giant fucking tree, and we'd get zero frames per second. But it would be fucking sick. That would be imagine cool. like, imagine like the community just building this fucking tree thing. Would, I wouldn't shoot people. I would no literally way. let you live and go put the thing, and I'd let you run away. Yeah. All I'm saying is they should add a a Santa Claus outfit for a hundred mil on Christmas. Like, <laughs> okay, okay. Can you lend me an extra 93 <laughs> mil? Well, actually, I would say 100 mil because I still oh, want my I, six. I mean, but just because I can keep it year round or till like, you know, the next wipe. Mm. And Santa and body up. armor that actually like thickens up your character. It's like the Santa belly. Dude, imagine like camo. Imagine if it was Santa, but like not red. If it was like sick, dark green, uh, like camo splotches, but it was still like a, had a foofy white ball. Oh, and yeah, that'd be sick, dude. Digital. Oh my God! Yeah. Digital Santa. Digital camo Santa. I'm gonna. I'm making a fan fiction right now. I'm put. I'm marking these know. ideas down. I think the whole. I think the whole ornament, ornament and woods expansion idea kind of has to go. I think we might get it during around Christmas. Please. I do. Please. So you don't do the hideout, huh? No, no hideout. I did it last patch, and that's how, for how much I put, for how much I play, I don't see a reason to do it. Well, that's how. That's um, how the rest of us sure. make money. Well, 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 the well big no, I understand. <laughs> Okay, the but, Bitcoin. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, I know what the flaws in the flea market are at the beginning of the patch, and so I yeah, of those. course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's why I definitely think that the game needs a whole market reward. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you don't yeah, say. I think we all agree there. Because I know what's gonna sell for high, what's gonna sell for low, and how to bust that shit, so I cash out. Yep. And it's and it's hideout items. One hundred. Yeah, exactly. You just run interchange and farm bolts and nails and filters and mm -hmm. you're making hundreds of millions of rubles early game and then, and then 
Yeah, the first week, everybody's buying yours. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, the second week, everybody's yes. already done it. So then the supply increases and the demand goes down. So now it's like I, yeah. you sold them for 100 k and you're buying them for 7000 I, I could literally do the flea market right now for a fraction of what I, I mean. Like, okay, so like I made 50 or 60 mil off of nuts and bolts in the first week. And like all the little trinket items. So were you and were you ignoring quests and farming those items, nope. or were you just doing both? I, and I got to uh, I got to level forty on the second or third day of the patch. You piece um, of shit. I maintained like a ninety five percent survival rate during that time. Okay. So I, when I when I would get all the finer raid quest items, well, people are going to want those. They need those to get progressed. So 100%. I would sell them because they're they're at a higher they're at a higher fee. So I'd sell those, and by the time I was level uh, forty. Uh, I looted. I looted Mark Room Two, found a sick case, sold that for five mil. Found a weapon case, sold that for two mil. And Before then, they removed yeah. them. Yeah. So by the time I was level forty, I had sold a thick eye case, a, a thick weapon case, and I was already cruising fifty mil from just surviving and getting to level forty in the second or third day. And then I said with my buddy Destroyer Project, who's also mm-hmm. you know Desmond, they play together yep, all the time. I we always link up start of the patch because we know what we're doing. So we go into interchange. We can do an interchange route in ten minutes, get in and out, make. 500 to a million a run um so you know between load and time and that yep. uh within seven days we each had over 100 million rubles no i think yeah, the market's fine we don't need any no it's totally fine <laughs> that's wild i mean it's like i know all of those things like i know i would know how to do that but the problem is you said 95 percent survival rate yeah, that's like I have like a twenty nine percent survival rate. What, the first one of the first survive. things that one of the first things I do at the start of a patch is go to Tech Light, find Tetrises. Tetris is trade for night vision goggles. You oh, own the night at the beginning shoot. of the, if you own the night at the beginning of the patch, you own the beginning of the fuck. You patch. own the night. <laughs> uh, so so we sorry we, we we do we have a game plan. That's wild. We just we get to where we need to be and then we're chilling. That's true. I probably don't play a night raid until I'm level like thirty two. You know what I mean? Normally, I think I played one night so, raid this whole fucking patch. I played night raid before level ten. So, I hate them, dude. I hate them. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of night raids for PvP, but if it's the third raid of the wipe and you're going in there just farming everything you need, that's actually clutch. Well, well, I, I, at the beginning of a patch, I don't care about PvP yeah. unless I have to do a quest. Like, I'm just trying to get to level forty and be chilling. So. Yeah, that's actually that's actually wild. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I love the like, I love all the back end things. Like, I loved the addition of the hideout. I like that that kind of stuff, and I'm excited for them to expand on it. It's definitely, if you know how to loot and sell, if you know how to make money really well, yeah, the hideout doesn't really have purpose. Like, you know what I mean? Because it's a great way to to engage that way. But um, I literally just sold 130 Bitcoin and made. 33 million rubles and mm-hmm. I went from 9 million to 42 and everyone's like, oh, you're rich. And I'm like, well, I, I just collect Bitcoin every, you know, twice a day for three weeks and then you can be rich too. So I just, <laughs> I just had this idea that would make the beginning of the patch better as well as uh, even like the game right now better. If, and I want to hear your guys' opinion, what if the, all the crafts, um in the f- to build the hideout if those were always different every time so that you like if if they're the same then you've played before you know what you're going to need so that's 100%. what you look for right but but you won't know on the first three or four days 
necessarily especially if it takes like multiple days because a lot of them take 72 96 hours or whatever you won't necessarily know what it's going to take to build like the level three thing um but then also if the if the crafts the recipes trade uh, change every couple of weeks then like it makes it interesting because now everything you can get bolts you get nails like everything has some amount of fucking value but if it was like half of the stuff had value and it was constantly changing yeah. and moving then then like you could potentially hold on to stuff or buy it low and then maybe hold on to it and see if it sold high that would be another fun kind of meta game that i'm sure i'm sure will would love um <laughs> well because i only do that i only do the the really the farming at the start of the patch after i get to 100 i'm like oh it's just gonna play the game like well, so the previous patch i farmed i mean like i farmed uh everything because there was also no final rate status so i got to like 900 million and Jeez. i was like i'm not i'm like i'm never doing this again because actually how much time I, like it took to do all this and i'm like i couldn't spend it so yeah. um i i farm at the start of the patch to get to where i want to be to have the success in the late game in the patch mm -hmm. so uh but so what you just mentioned veritas i i I mean it could work but i don't think it would work because uh, certain guys that still want to continue to farm will, f will whatever day they change the value of that item and the quantity of drop they're going to go after it they're going to farm it they're going to do it which i remember i was telling clean about something and i think that could kind of help with the market uh, and so the abuse early on with flea market items and selling i even think a market close out for a month of the patch um meaning like a blackout people mm -hmm. are forced because so think about it you got a month you're gonna want to do your hideout okay so you're gonna want to go to interchange pick up the stuff and by the time we're like a, maybe a month into the patch like the value of those items is gonna drop exponentially mm -hmm. also you're not gonna see so like first day you might be a guy that finds a slick armor in a patch or in a box but you might come across a guy like me who's already spent 20 hours farming flea market i'm like okay i can buy this slick armor for 200k and go wreck all the noobs like mm -hmm. easy as that that shouldn't be a thing like mm -hmm. maybe a month after the patch after people have accumulated a crazy stash yeah go to the flea market and buy that slick but it's not going to be the same price like it is on the first week first week of the patch yeah slicks this patch for 100 200k so I mean, I think I think the only the only the biggest downside to that uh, would be um, and I, I'd be OK with it. But that's only because I play enough that like having a month with a feature turned off is is like it's a nice change of pace. You I'm, I'm hearing the Twitch chat mumbles around like this is the month I this is the only month I get to play the game or, mm -hmm. you know, I just started this month and then I so that that's going to be. I think the primary the only real criticism uh i don't know yeah it would i don't know i almost feel like i almost feel like maybe they should do it for like the first week of every month you know or something <laughs> like that because then at least it's like less time yeah. but slightly more frequent something like that might make that a little bit better i, I don't know I, I would even love to see what would wyatt in your chat said Okay, so back in the day, I, I think they casualized Tarkov with the flea market. I think it's way too... I mean, people might say, oh, it's still a fucking hard game. Compared to what it was yeah. to what it is now, I mean, the only difference is prices are inflated and gear is way easier to get now with the flea market. It definitely has casualized the game in, in, that, in that perspective. I would love to see a patch again with no flea market. I love the game with no flea market. I love the game with mm -hmm. no flea market. So here's... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, because like the prices of items, like it's so inflated, so inflated. Yeah, 
Um, and it makes finding that slick so much more special. We didn't, I mean, I know they're not going to get rid of the flea, but yeah, like if we won't. didn't have the flea, let's just say you go, you found a slick. You can't just go buy the slick anymore on the flea market. You found that slick. It's going to feel special. Same thing with even meta attachments. You know, if they made some attachments not being able to be bought on the trader, but you found that in a raid, that's going to feel good. You're going to be like, oh my God, I found that CQR. I found that PK. Oh, hell yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't go buy on the flea market. Now, I agree with you, but look at it this way. They're, they have all these features that they want to add. Who knows what they're going to add? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you on that. But in the future, let's say that um, slick armors would spawn in like one or two places, like 0.001% of the time. I'm not talking like red key card, but like, yeah. you know, maybe it was like yellow key card rarity. Mm -hmm. So, and then you couldn't buy most of the shit that you can get on the traders now. You couldn't buy in the traders and you'd have to find it in raid. Then you'd have like three slick armors for sale they'd probably be ridiculously overpriced so you'd be like excited if you found it and made it out to either use it and get the advantage or sell it but it's only a problem now because the loot economy is trash because yeah. there's infinite everything all the time everywhere except for red key card and you know like two or three other things yeah um so imagine a future where all the loot is different well i guess maybe what i want to say is I can imagine a, a world who knows if they're going to get there where the trader item availability and the loot availability will make it so that the flea market is awesome. Yeah. It could be. It just would have to be done right. That <laughs> I, I was going to say the same thing in the sense that like it feels just like a greater economy problem and they just kind of have to figure out what they want to do. Because as I understand it, like really, really early on in the game, and Willers, you're somebody who was playing back then, so you can tell me. But as I understand it, they used to pitch the traders as like, yeah, we're, they, they have a ton of loot now, but eventually, like, they're not going to be selling all this stuff. Stuff's going to be harder to come by. But they've just kept adding, like, more things to the traders, more guns to the traders, more stuff to the traders. And so you could probably make an argument, like, you could probably theory craft, like, what would Tarkov be like with no traders and only flea market? What would Tarkov be like with no flea market, only traders? What would Tarkov be like if, like, I believe, I, I think what you're saying, Veritas, there's, there's probably a way that they could make having the flea market in the game feel super hardcore again by messing with the loot economy there's so many ways to unravel they're going to unravel the web they they're just not super clear on how they're going to unravel the web and what's yeah. and what's frustrating is that just about every player of escape from tarkov <laughs> thinks that the current system is broken somehow but there's these like giant camps that form on how they want it to be changed and then that they want it to be changed to work in the current that unfinished ends up, state so if they changed it and then the yeah. next feature comes out, well, now it doesn't work, right? Like none yeah. of the quests that how they are now, none of them, well, not none of them, but most of them wouldn't make sense in the context of no flea market, right? So like, do you have to redo the quests? Well, imagine if they had made the quests at, that they are now um, before the flea market. Well, then we'd be complaining specifically about like these quests are almost impossible. So yeah. part of what Battlestate needs to do is be smarter about the order in which they implement things so that um you don't run into a situation where you have shit that's in the game that doesn't make sense at all yeah. um or and then when you make changes that you fix the previous things that were temporary like um the limits on a lot of the items those are only there because they they added them to stop people scalping them before you could uh before yeah. you were prevented from selling shit from 
from the traders. So people used to just go in to buy a hundred thousand fucking rounds of whatever and then turn around and sell it on the flea. Um, so they put limits and stuff to, to do that. And then once they added found and raid, they never undid they never a lot took of those away limits. the limits. Yeah. So that's just another example of like all of these features are intertwined. And a lot of them, they're building them with some future thing in mind. Some of them, they're building with the current state in mind. So there's a lot of weirdness where yeah. we want the features to be good and make sense. But the only way that that could ever happen perfectly is if one day they added everything and changed everything all at once. Yeah. But instead, it's like they're going to have to add something and then like take a little bit of time to then change, you know, like skills or like the progression system when it's like, OK, well, if we double the amount of XP for a certain skill well now we fucked everybody you know it doesn't make sense now because all these people have been leveling up slowly yeah but it would have made sense if you know it had been done either in an open world environment or if it had been done from like the start of a patch or whatever so that's just something that we kind of have to keep in mind and be honest with ourselves about like we need to say what the issues are with these systems and make it clear what the issues are with the systems and with the design and make sure that they keep it in mind when they implement the other yeah. systems that will rely on these other things. And also in the meantime, try to do the lowest common denominator shit to make it livable, which is exactly why yesterday I sent a spreadsheet to Nikita with <laughs> with uh, saying like the, all these ammos remove the limits. There's no reason why FMJ for the MP7 should have a like a hundred something round limit. There's no reason, right? Like nobody's complaining that everybody's running around <laughs> with FMJ. There, there should there should be a shortage of ammo, but in the future you have to redo the the loot economy, you have to redo the maps, you have to redo everything for it to make sense. Right now, it's just an inconvenience. So like undo the inconvenience, rip off the band-aid now and then uh later, you know, either take it off the traders altogether and make it loot and raid or whatever. Um but yeah, sorry I rented for too long. <laughs> No, I mean, I'm gonna water real fast. Sorry. No, you're fine. You're fine. It's yeah. It really is like that's a great example of like. I just yeah. Is there? There's no answer to that question. Like, there there were no limits on ammo. Then they added the flea market, and if you unlocked you know nine nine five first because it was quest locked, then you could buy a hundred thousand, sell a hundred thousand, buy a hundred thousand, sell a hundred thousand. So they're like, okay, we'll put a limit. You can now you now you can only buy ninety and sell ninety. Well, that works. That's why now is the reason why we can only get four slows yeah. now. Yeah. I mean, for real now. Okay. You can only sell things that are found in raid. Oh, why am I still, where's, why is the limit? Like th there was one singular reason the ammo limit was put in place. One reason you fix that reason. Why is the yeah, limit? The thing is, is like, like people forget, like people oh, forget yeah. and they misattribute things so much of the time. They're like, no, the limit, we need those limits because Ammo is supposed to be scarce in Tarkov. Yeah, Tarkov's supposed to be open world, and it's supposed to have a story-driven fucking tutorial. <laughs> Eat shit. Like it doesn't have those things yet. So, like, yeah. you know. So it's it's it, it's interesting. It, like it's going to come. Don't don't restrict the the experience now based on something that hasn't been built yet. Yeah. Make it work now. Make it be playable now. Make it be meaningful now, and keep whatever changes in mind for when you when make you, those changes. Um, I would. I would be interested, though. I would be very willing, and I would like to think that most people would as well, going back to your idea, Will, on, like... Because I've heard this idea before, and I definitely don't want to open a can of worms, but, like, a month or, or a few weeks or a certain amount of time at the beginning of the wipe with no flea. Because 
I completely agree with what you're saying, Veritas, where it's like, well, I don't get to play. There would there would be people that complain, but I felt like this last wipe, it was really gross. The first few weeks, you know, everybody says the first few weeks of the wipe are the most fun, but it felt like, it, I don't know if you guys remember this or feel this, but this last wipe felt just like everybody was seeing a few people, you know, level 40 within 48 to 72 hours buying and selling stuff on on the flea with 40 or 50 million rubles and everybody was kind of up in arms about that. So while there there probably would be a, a con to locking the flea market, it would be like I'm not putting my seal of approval on like that would fix the game, but I would love to try it. You know what I mean? It's like if, if we're in beta and we're doing the thing, I would I wouldn't I would be interested to see how that would happen. Because well, after that month, people might have found all the nails and screws that they need, or at least more people would have. So those values wouldn't jump to 100K for nails. Maybe they would jump to 50K for nails. And it would be interesting. It would be interesting. I think what? Oh, oh, no, go ahead. I, I find the issue with like, so they've done one of these wipes before and they don't really ever solve the issue. Like with, but they don't really make any big game changes. Like when they, when they do these kinds of wipes, they did a wipe like this, uh, like about two years ago. And it literally to me feels like they do these wipes to buy time. Yeah. To buy time. For the next 100%. Episode. They're not like, technical they're, wipes. They're, most yeah. Of the time. yeah they're, they're doing it to buy time and there's no real changes. It just feel, it feels like the last patch. It's only to buy time. Yeah. Um, and that's the same vibe I got from this last wipe we had. It's, it was literally this wipe was to buy time. Yeah, that, that's all it was. Everybody was like, "Yes, wipe, wipe, wipe," and then wipe because day. Everybody was like, to, "Oh." <laughs> people got used to the development cycle, and but they thought, but it feels like seasons, and they don't realize that it used to be a thing where rather than have to do a whole migration when you add a bunch of items and change a bunch of things, it's just easier to delete everything yeah. from an engineering standpoint. You don't have to worry about like migrating your character data over to some other, it's just easier to nuke everything and start fresh. Um, they didn't have to do that. There is an argument sometimes for needing to do that, but even so, like even when they um, there was that patch where they changed the skill system completely and they reset a bunch of the skills, um, but they didn't have to like, they didn't have to wipe. That would have been like a good time to use that as an example or like a reason, yeah. like a scapegoat, like, well, we have to wipe. But clearly they didn't. And then people were so mad about it because they're like, I've been waiting for a wipe. That Then the next patch was like, we're going to add three items and a wipe because they realized like the game doesn't have the longevity, you know, yeah. that, that it needs to fucking survive. Um well, okay, I have, a, I have a question. Why do you think people want to wipe so bad? I have, I have my reason, but why do you think people always want to wipe so bad? Like, this is the question we all get on our streams right now, 24-7, yeah. when's the wipe, when's the wipe? When's the... Why do you think people I can tell want you. to wipe so bad? I can tell you. It's the same I reason. Why, I know why I do. It's the same reason. Well, so the reason why I do is is slightly different, but the reason why I think, like, the average common man, whatever, it's the same reason why they ask the question of, Hey, I want to get into Tarkov, but I don't want to get in now. Should I wait for a wipe? Because somehow they feel like if they start around the same time that they're going to be on an even level. But they don't realize that by day three, yeah. the chads are the chads. They have all their shit and they're so far ahead of them that them starting at the same time is completely irrelevant. That which is why I always tell them, like, no, just fucking start yes. now. Like your shit's going to wipe, but like you're still going to get fucking trounced three months from now on day one because the people who are better than you that have more experience are just going to zoom right fucking past you yeah. and that's okay 
you know, because give it six months and you'll be one of the fucking chads too if you want, right? Like, so they just think that the game is like, people want the white because they want to get into the game again and they feel like I can't compete with the chads, but they forget that the chads are in six days into the white permanently. Yeah. Well, you know, something I like, one of the biggest reasons I find is that people even the chads the guys that have hundreds of millions of rubles they say i'm bored of the wipe and then i ask and i kind of lay it down and i say well the reason you're bored of the wipe is because you're dying more because people have equivalent gear to you and you're looking to bully on the guys that don't have as much shit as you that's why people like that's why streamers like the beginning of the wipe the most most time is because we have all day to play yeah. we go bully the guys with less gear like the reason people don't like late wipe and they want to wipe is because they're running in the guys with equivalent gear and they're dying more. I like, Interesting. I, I, I enjoy that. See, I enjoy running the guys that have the same gear as me because I feel like it's a fair fight. Yeah. Yeah. But, so that's the same thing. I like, because I've been using all the good stuff, the game gets boring, but I like when yeah. it's me against somebody else and I've got a Paka and he's got like a level three thing and I've got a base AK because the time to kill is longer. The recalls harder. The, yeah. the fights last longer. It just feels more real. Yeah, but like that's just the one thing I find is late patch people are just they running in equivalent gear sets and that's why they don't like it. I I definitely think that part of it. I'm sure there's yeah that there's probably on both ends of the spectrum people are for the most part divided into like two categories. Why people want to wipe? It feels like yeah because the chads have nothing to do and they're running into people that have their gear and they don't like that. And the low level people want to wipe because they feel like they're only running into chads. So it's like people, there's like two camps where I feel like, oh, yeah, I don't want to get in the wipe. All I'm going to do is run around, run into people wearing slicks. And then the chads are like, oh, well, I don't have anything to do. And people, more people are wearing slicks and I'm dying more often. And then when the wipe happens, yeah, people are, some people like that type of content and some people don't because they want to write it out. And so everybody has their reasons. It feels like it kind of divides into these things. But going back to what we were talking about earlier, it, and I think this is what you were alluding to, Veritas, is that it's all, it's all like a, it's all based on nothing. There's no material to why, like the wipe, like the wipe isn't the savior of the game. Willers, if you can go one to 40, six months into a wipe with a toss, you're proving that like skill at the game is important and not like gear. You know what I mean? Just wiping and putting everybody at a level playing field. No, it doesn't. People who are, like the weekend. Yeah, people who are good at the game are good at the game. You know what I mean? And so, like, the wipe... Well, not, well you don't have to be super skillful, but I, I think even just as some of these guys are jumping late in the way, I'm sorry to cut you off. No, no, no. If they, if, if they can master fucking patience, you know how many guys yeah. that, like, the worst player, the absolute most dog shit aimer gamer in Tarkov can kill the most absolute insane player in Tarkov just literally by patience yep. and in a semi-okay shot one ear one face they all die like yeah see when people ask me would you beat willers in a 1v1 and i say if he's running out in the open and he's got his back to me yep it's like a 50 50 yeah. right it's just like it's in a 1v1 when you both see each other at the same time that almost never fucking happens yeah right but like anybody can kill anybody as long as you're not trying to aim duel the guy with who's faster than you and had better shit yeah People people give up before it even starts. Like that's the issue with this. Yeah, especially at patch. Because they get well, they get they get conditioned to like I'm gonna lose this fight, so they lose the confidence. Yeah, it's the same reason why in baseball. I remember baseball. All my fucking not all my friends, but uh, 
a lot of my teammates they would just go up there and you they they strike out so much that they would just be like oh, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna i'm not gonna hit it right so like i might as well just swing and kind of close my eyes and sort of hope for the best and it's like you're you've just made it nearly impossible for you to actually hit the ball mm -hmm. if you thought you could do it and you looked at it and you really fucking practiced well you could you know so that's the reason why when i tell people actually i don't remember if it was you it might have been sensei scav uh it was sensei scav i had him one day go in against bots and i was like put him on medium and i said get a gun put it on semi-auto or take like an rsas or whatever you're only allowed to shoot them in the head you're only allowed to click heads because all he did ever was spray center mass and he'd lose fights and it was like after 30 seconds he's like one tap one tap one tap it's like all you need to know is that you can click a head, yeah. and that's all you need to do. My fucking wife, we sh I showed the video a couple of days ago again, of my wife, She the last game she played was Fusion Frenzy on Xbox 360. She had never touched a computer game before, and in an hour, she was just flick one tapping every fucking scav in offline mode on factory in a way that would like make so many people in the community embarrassed. And she's literally like, that's the first time she touched a mouse that didn't have a fucking ball <laughs> in it, you know? So... You just have to think you can do it yeah. and then practice. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's yeah, exactly. And and the wipe a wipe isn't gonna save you if you have no confidence in yourself and you don't really want to put the time in to get better at the game. You know what I mean? And it's not it's not to say that like oh good players are good and bad players are bad. Suck it. It's just I I mean I tell people all the time like if I can get good at the game, so can you. My first entire wipe cycle, I came in and patched point 0.9. When we wiped with point 0.10, I had a 7% survival rate and I had never had more than a million rubles the entire wipe. And now I'm a freaking full-time Escape from Tarkov content creator. You know what I mean? If I can get good at the game, so can you. It's not, what we're saying isn't like, well, the good people are good and they're just always going to be better than you. No, it's exactly, it's like, Play the game. I say the same thing. Learn I say like that. if Jesse can get good, <laughs> yeah. anybody you can. Yeah, you can all use that. By the way, if <laughs> Jesse can get good, it just comes down to like, yeah. And, and Veritas, same thing. Should I should I hop into the wipe now? Yes, you should, and you should start learning the maps. You know what I mean? Because map knowledge is really important. You know what I mean? You should start learning. You're gonna suck for so long. You're, you 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 need to start learning how the movement works in Tarkov. You need to start you know aim you know shooting scavs in the head like because you're gonna get good that way. It's not yeah, it's such a weird thing. A lot of the wipe talk and a lot of the view around wipes have doesn't have substance. Now that's not to say that we shouldn't ever have wipes again. Like of course, right? If if everybody in Escape from Tarkov is running slicks and meta, you know, HKs. I'm all for like, you know, that's not really the, there's not a lot of variety there. That's not fun. I'm not saying there shouldn't be wipes. I'm saying when you dive deep into what a lot of people think about wipes, a lot of it doesn't have substance. They should think about it. Like imagine if someone said, I want to go play baseball. It's halfway through the season. Do you think I should just wait until the next season <laughs> yeah. so that I can compete? Have you ever played baseball before? No. <laughs> Brother. Yeah. You got to start practicing now if you have want to have a fucking chance of ever touching first base yeah. come next season. Like those people are, that you're seeing that are playing, they're they're not going to be bad suddenly come yeah, spring yeah, training. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's a bad metaphor because of the gear, but again, it, it's it 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 works because it's not the gear, yeah. right? It's not the guy's glove that makes him good. It's not, it wasn't Jordan's fucking sneakers yeah. that made him able to play. You know, it was his taws. <laughs> I think that metaphor might have gotten...
forget about part, it. You know what? We can edit. We can edit that out, right? I, I feel you though. I I, I got there. <laughs> I, I was tracking with you. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting. Interesting stuff for sure. And who knows when the wipe is going to be? I feel like we're in more of a wipe confusion. February, March, Juice time, baby. Juice time, you think baby. you think that early? I think I think that would be early. <laughs> no, see, it's. It, I think that if it was based on like what they would like want to do or need to do, it would probably be like March or April. But come middle, it's not even. We're not even in January yet. Come middle January, the community is going to be like, we need a fucking wipe. And then the end of January, they're going to be like revolting. And then yeah. there's going to be enough pressure that they're just going to be like, fine, fuck it. We'll wipe. Like, Maybe. shut up, everybody. That I guess they're going to do I it. guess I agree with that is that it, it'll either be early or early ish in the year because the community wants it or it'll be like That's what it's turned into August when they need to do it. <laughs> I wouldn't even I wouldn't even mind if they do it like late next even middle to late next year like just to see how disgusting the game can get and what balance oh, needs geez. to be done to the game. Oh fuck off! It'd be a ghost town. Dude. That would be. An, I mean, it would be an interesting, yeah, experiment. Be, yeah, revealing. Yeah, so would so would pouring fucking arsenic all over the floors of my kitchen. I would like. Yeah, it would be should, an interesting experiment to see what would happen. I'm sorry. I'm not a fan of wipes, honestly. Like, I'm really not. I don't. I don't care for them. Like, I. I want to. I want to play that progression and see all my skill levels elite on my character by just playing for the amount of hours. Mm -hmm. That's one thing that always bugs me. Is on a, on a wipe, it's like, okay, you just spent so many fucking hours leveling up your character. All right, it's trying to start ground, number one again. Like, it's like, oh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's why I want fucking open world and void. void. And if you if you make it so that like to get to level one hundred would take you know someone like me a year and someone like will 48 hours but like <laughs> spread it out and then get rid of the whole wipe thing because the only reason why the, there are lots of people who don't like the wipe yeah because the only because i just started and i'm level 14 and i just unlocked level two prapor for the first time and they're getting their months worth of work undone yeah but as soon as they can get rid of that bullshit theoretically once they can then they can get rid of the wipes and then there's no then there's no real argument against spreading out the progression to make it take a fucking long ass time, yeah. you know? Uh, uh -huh. that's the that's the right way. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean I, I agree. And I think that's all, what we all want is a, a way that we can just play the game and continue to play the game and never have to worry about resetting the game, but there's enough content so that we can play the game indefinitely and not have to worry about that. Like that's that's the dream. One day. Um. Well, I got French fries, so I got French fries. Fuck off! I don't have French fries. Um. Yeah. Any other thing you wanted to touch on, Veritas or, or Will? Anything? I mean, we. Um. Will. I mean, whatever. Um. First of all, I have to say thank you again for coming. Every single person listening, watching. If you don't know Willers, you're you're dead to me. Um. <laughs> but. Just, like just just watch his stream it, it, just it will do make it. you it'll it will i need to warn you it'll make you feel it's like seeing any matthew mcconaughey movie you know it kind of you're just like fuck i thought i was like kind of romantic i thought i was kind of good with it's gonna make you feel slightly less good about yourself but i've also picked up some pretty good tips from watching some mcconaughey movies if you know what i mean so <laughs> 
just fucking watch the man stream. It, it speaks for himself. Um, and uh, you got any like sponsors, plugs, projects, schedule stuff, anything you want. Here's the floor. You have uh, four seconds. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That's it. Nah, man, that's uh, nothing for me. <laughs> what, a, what a humble bastard. <laughs> okay. Well, seriously, Will, thank you. I, I appreciate you coming on the show. It was great. Like, I guess kind of like first officially meeting you here. And just yeah, and <laughs> yeah, that was weird. I was, I was like, I've never met Jesse. Like, I've heard of him. Never. I think he's hosting me a couple of times. Never met him. Like, I'm, glad, I'm glad I could introduce. Yeah, no, I appreciate okay, it. Man. It was good. And and thanks for coming. We we love, I mean, the whole show is because we love Tarkov and we love talking about it. And it's always cool getting other people's perspectives yeah. in it. And it really is crazy how even a bunch of people that have been playing the game for so long can have unique perspectives and just kind of have cool conversations. So we appreciate yeah. you being here. Um, for anybody that just showed up or that kind of came halfway through, this show with Willers will be on the like podcasting platforms early next week. It'll be on the YouTube channel early next week as well. And it's a weekly show, so we'll be back next week talking about Tarkov and Netcode and Wipes and all the glorious things that we talk about every week. So... Thank you guys for coming by. Please, please, please check out Willer's channels. No matter how you're hearing this, they will be linked. And uh, we'll see you guys next time. Yeah, and go f*** selfs. <clears throat> Bye. I mean, sorry. Like, did I, I think I might have hit the beep button. Uh, have a great day. <laughs>